What up, P? It's Richie Rich. Up here in Smoky Lake, crushing it. Keep killing it down there, man. Maybe one day you can join the big boys in a 4 a.m. club. Ha ha. On this episode, we talk about mental health, Wilder vs. Fury 2, and why I think you are not special. Coming up next on The Morning Peak. Wake up and get your cake up, it's your boy King Kong, the one and only and the only one, telling you to wash your face, brush your teeth, cause it is time for the morning pee. So without further ado, from the podcast that doesn't give a fuck about your feelings, put your hands together for your host, Podcast P. Woo! Yes, sir. We are back up in here. I'm your host, Parnell Ramlal, a.k.a. Podcast P, and a little bit of housekeeping to get out of the way here first. Uh, listen, if you love the intro track, or if you like it, you want to hear the full track, make sure to check out my man King Con on Spotify. The link is in the show notes. The track's called Wake Up and Get Your Cake Up. Trust me, you do not want to miss it. It is a movement. Um, make sure and follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, all those links are going to be in the show notes. Make sure, and if you can, as can, listen, go in, rate, and review this show. Uh, it hasn't gotten any ratings and reviews yet because I have not asked for it. Uh, and I've been doing that specifically because I just wanted to see what kind of organic growth I can get. Um, and it's been it's been quite significant. So, guys, go in, please, uh, rate, rate, and review on whatever um, whatever platform you guys listen to this on. Go on there and uh, give me a five star rating or a one star rating. Preferably a five-star rating, but whatever rating you think this podcast should get, give me that. Give me a little write-up. Let me know how I can improve the show to make it better for you. Also, we have a survey going on. I did come up with a survey. It's about 32 questions. Uh, It takes about 10 minutes to go through. If you guys want that, that helps me to know who is listening to the podcast, um, what you guys want to hear, uh, and and get kind of topics ready for you for the future shows. So if you guys want that, make sure to leave me a message on The Morning P on Facebook or PM me, whatever you guys want to do, and I will make sure to send that to you. Now, now, the show of all shows. Uh, this one might be a little longer um, because I had, here's the thing, I went out I went out last night, I met with a, an old friend, a friend of mine, Mike Garza, show to you, man. Um, this guy's the mad scientist. Uh, for the last, like, 10 years, all he's been doing is trying to figure out algorithms, uh, trying to figure out the business behind it, all the fun stuff, man. So he, he kind of sat me down. We sat there literally for three hours, felt like five minutes, man. Um, there's so much stuff that he knows that I need to learn. Um, and I can't wait. I'm seeing it again tonight, and we're going to uh, we're gonna go over a bunch of stuff, and hopefully we'll get this thing rocking, man. It should be great. I'm excited for the future. I'm excited for the uh, what's going to happen with the show in the future. Excuse me. I'm excited to meet more of you people, the listeners that I have, because uh, you guys are actually what makes this show what it is. Um, I would be nothing without you, so thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. As I said at the beginning, you guys heard it. I am talking about mental health today, um, Wilder versus Fury 2, and why I think that you are not special, and we're going to get into all that. First and foremost, let's talk about mental health, because for the last... Well, let's see, since maybe end of November of 2019, I've been feeling, I've been feeling myself lately. It's almost, I haven't been depressed, but it feels like I'm depressed, if that makes sense. Like, I've never been clinically depressed, and that, um, that's something I don't think I could, uh, um, I don't think that's something I can uh, put into words. It's almost like depression, but it's like muted, or it's like, it's almost like you're foggy, but it's your brain. Does that make sense? Like, everything is muted a little bit. 
um, not completely blanked out, but it's um, it's almost as if it's almost as if you got like uh, earmuffs on. You know what I mean? For your brain or for your emotions, maybe. Um, and it was interesting because I noticed it within myself, and I didn't say anything. My girlfriend kind of brought it up. So my fiance, fuck my life. She's my fiance now. I'm sorry, baby. I love you. Um, she kind of brought it up to me. She said, "You know, you're not really yourself lately. What's going on?" And we had we kind of talked about it, and I was like, "Wow, it's um, uh, yeah." I realized it was it was a minor, minor form of depression. Now the only reason we could realize that is because she has clinical depression. She takes medication for hers, and I know she doesn't mind me speaking about it because we talked about this before. Um, she um. She takes medication for it. It's very, um, it's strange. It's strange learning how to live with somebody with depression, but I can only imagine what it's like to have that depression. So mental health for me is a huge, huge thing. I've always been an advocate of it. I, and you know, if you, if you need help with anything, please, please talk to somebody, friends, family, a stranger on the street, talk to somebody. Don't let, uh, mental health affect your way of living. Don't let it affect your quality of life. Um, because that's something huge, guys. I think, I think you guys can all agree with me when I say that nobody wants to see anybody else die, uh, and nobody wants to see anybody else in pain or in anguish. It's um, it's one of those things that unfortunately comes about just because of the way society is run these days, um, and it comes about um, it manifests in so many different ways as well. So you know, do what you can if you can. It, I guess the first step is recognizing it, right? So um, I'm going to give you guys some tips that I used if if you were kind of in the state I was in where, you know, you're not quite depressed, but you feel maybe down on yourself and you uh, you need a little pick-me-up, let's call it that. Um, so, I mean, the first thing I started doing uh, was I would wake up, uh, this is after sleeping for, you know, 16 hours straight, um, getting over that, getting over the worst part of it, guys. Wake up in the morning. If you can, try and set your alarm for 5 or 6 a.m., 7 a.m. The earliest you can get up, the better. Um, wake up and immediately wake your, uh, make your bed. Even if your girlfriend's sleeping in it. <laughs> She'll love you for that. No, um, no, if your girlfriend's sleeping in it, wait for, wait for her to get up. But then, Or if your boyfriend's sleeping in it, whatever. But make your bed. Clean your room. I know it sounds insignificant, but how it affects the psychology is this. This is from what I've read, is that when you make your bed and you have a clean room in the morning, it's an automatic win for the day. No matter what happens that day, you've already won something. All right. You've already, you've already waken up and you're, it's a positive day because you've already won. Um, it's difficult to be down on yourself when you're winning. So that's one of the things I've noticed that really, uh, that really alleviated the feelings I was having, uh, was to wake up and make the bed. And I had to have a discussion with my with my fiance about listen, if if you're getting up last, you have to make the bed because I don't want to come home to a messy bed because that just when I see a messy bed or a messy room or dishes in the sink, um, it, it almost like it immediately clutters my mind and I start thinking about a million different other things that I could be doing besides cleaning. Um so now what I've taken to doing is I've taken to either myself or my fiance will will do all, all the will, the kitchen will be hundred percent clean before we go to bed. You know, living room, everything will be cleaned up before we go to bed. The only thing we have to do in the morning is make the bed. Um, and it's been working now for about two months, seriously, about two months. We've been doing it every single day. It takes five, literally five seconds to make a bed pillows up, toss your comforter on really fucking simple guys. And it, it, trust me, it is one of the things if you do it repeatedly on a daily basis and it becomes a habit, um, it's one of the things that will greatly, 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 um, increase your, uh, happiness for the day because you've already won something. 
Uh, another thing I started doing, and, and I was doing this kind of before, but I think I was doing too much. I was smoking weed. Um, I, I was smoking indica to go to sleep. And um, I'm not sure if it was good or bad for me. All I know is that after smoking, my mind was able to relax. And I was able to focus on, um, you, well, usually what I would do uh, is me and my fiance would watch a movie or whatever. And we just chill out. So that's what I'd be able to focus on. Um, I wouldn't have all these crazy thoughts running through my head about what I needed to do or what I needed to accomplish or, um, or uh, um, you know, the things that, and I was able to reflect on the day. Let's put it that way. I was able to reflect on the day on how things, and let me, let me, get, let me make it clear that I never smoke weed during the day um, unless I go out, unless I'm on a day off, whatever, right? I'll smoke some weed if I'm doing completely nothing that day because once I smoke, I'm fucking out. Um, so I would smoke at night. And uh, it's, it, it allows me to focus on whatever I'm focusing on. It also allows me to reflect on that day, what I could have done better. Um, and what I've done correctly, what I could have done better, and what I did that was off. And to be able to recognize those and then be able to correct them for the next day. And I'll tell you, man, uh, I think Tony Robbins says it best. When you have, over the course of two years, if you make a 10-degree shift today, just 10 degrees, if you expand that out to two years, uh, trust me, the, the differences are huge. They really are huge. Um, and, you know, I was talking to my dad about it a while ago. And he, you know, growing up, my dad always said, you know, you have to take time for yourself. So he goes, I think, well, my dad says, you know, 20 minutes for you, 20 minutes to clean, 20 minutes to improve. Um, so, and with that now, I mean, it used to take me an, an hour to clean a day. It used to take me an hour to try and focus on something to improve on and an hour on reflection. Now it's down to about 20 minutes, maybe 15 minutes for each of those because I've gotten to, into such a routine and it's so automatic for me that it's easier to do. So, I mean, don't be, uh, don't, um, don't think negatively about the time um, that you have to put into it. Think about once you keep doing it, it becomes a habit. It takes less and less time, guys, because the main goal here is to be mentally healthy. Um, and I think that's a main goal for a lot of us. So, guys, please. And another thing I've been doing is I don't, my social media, because I do do a bunch of crazy promotional stuff and I do some controversial things, um, my biggest focus is to uh, put my phone down at the end of the night. Um, my my fiance has been really, really strict on that with me, and I do appreciate that because it's very tough for me to put it down, um, although I have gone days without it. So that's one of the things that is uh, was good for me. And another thing, and the re I think one of the main reasons I was depressed because, as you guys know, um, the dog I had that got me out or that I got when I first um, was released from prison. Uh, it was my best friend of the world. The only friend I had for four years, uh, he passed away on me. So I was down on that and I wasn't prepared for a new dog. Um, luckily uh, we found uh, another dog, not to replace the one I lost, but to, um, to fill the void of the emotion that a dog provides you. And, um, and it's been great. I've been, uh, his name's Dougie. Fantastic. He's another boxer and, um, he looks identical to magic. My other dog. It's weird. It's very strange. We got him when he was three years old. So, um, the people that had him before just couldn't handle him, uh, because the wife was home for 18 days straight while her, her, uh, her husband was out working and she just had a newborn baby. So they couldn't, um, she couldn't handle him, um, energy wise and the time commitment needed. So it's been great for me to be able to take him out, walk him, start to train him, um, train him to our liking. And he's, uh, he's doing really well. He's doing really well. You probably hear me talking about him on every fucking podcast, but you know, he's doing really well. And for me, um, having, having him around me is, um, 
it's like nothing else in the world. Absolutely nothing, man. Um, once you and your dog, or once you and your animal, your pet, whatever you want to call it, are um, are um, in synchronicity, synchronized um, emotionally, it's uh, it's something that I can't describe, guys. So if you have the ability to do that, if you have the capability to do that, please, please get an, uh, a support animal. It's fantastic for you guys. Um, so enough about that. Listen, if the, and I'll leave I'll leave a link in the show notes for. Um, uh, depression centers and call centers that you guys can call here in uh, Calgary and Alberta and wherever else. Um, but please, it's, it's really just a quick Google search, guys. Don't uh, don't end up like a bunch of people lately that I've seen on my timeline uh, passing or committing suicide or, or those type of things because of uh, your mental health, guys. Um, the stigma is bad with males because you know we're supposed to be these strong these strong types that uh, don't don't portray emotion and um, and are tough for our family. And sometimes it's not like that, guys. Um, be uh, be honest with yourself. Be honest with the people that love you and that you love. And uh, and take care of your mental health, guys. Now on to the next thing. Um, the biggest fight, I think, one of the biggest fights of uh, of probably the year is uh, Wilder. Deontay Wilder versus uh, Tyson Fury, number two. Now, in the first match, in the first match, a lot of people in North America only and not even a lot of people. Some people in North America thought Deontay Wilder should have won that match because of one fuck. Or he had two knockdowns, one on the ninth, one on the twelfth. The ninth was a slip by Tyson, and the twelfth Tyson got back up. The whole, the rest of the match, uh, Tyson Wilder was outboxing him. Mean, I think he was up in the scorecard. So it's going to be a great rematch. I think Tyson Fury won that match. Um, a lot of the boxing advocates and a lot of the um, the guys that are knowledgeable about the sport, way more knowledgeable than I am about the sport, think Wilder won it. The first match. Um, so I cannot wait for the second match. February 22nd, we're actually celebrating two birthdays on that night. My fiance's birthday and one of my best friends, CJ's birthday. Um, we're celebrating both at the same time. So we're going to do some games and shit. And then we're going to watch the fight afterwards. I can't tell you how fucking excited I am for it, man. Um, I think Wilder's, Wilder's going to get um, is going to get outboxed. He's going to get outdanced. Um, Fury is going to lay a pounding to him. And I think... Uh, the only way Tyson loses, Tyson Fury loses, is if he gets knocked out. He will not lose on points. I will 100% guarantee that. Um, and as you guys know, I've been a boxing fan forever, and that's my prediction. Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder. I'm taking Tyson Fury in 12 rounds. It's going to the scorecards. Not even a split decision. Unanimous decision for Tyson Fury. That's the call for February 22nd. Make sure and tune in. I'll, and I'll trust me, this won't be the last time you guys hear about this on this podcast because uh, I'm, I'm super excited about it. Um, now, one of the last things I kind of wanted to get into in this podcast, in this episode, I guess, is why I believe that you are not special. Um, but don't get me wrong. I don't believe I'm special either. So let me let me break that down a little bit. And this this actually came from um, uh, a YouTube uh, a YouTube influencer named Gary V. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. Gary Vaynerchuk. Make sure and follow him. That guy is awesome. Business guy. Um, he just talks about the hustle all the time. I love his uh, I love his mentality towards everything. About you know if you just work like if your work life balance is there, then you're great. But if you're making if you're making thirty thousand dollars a year and complaining, um, then what are you doing? Are are you working sixteen hours a day and only making thirty thousand dollars? If you are, then you got to change something. But if you're doing thirty thousand, if you're making thirty thousand dollars a year, and uh, and you go home at night and watch YouTube and watch the game and uh, all that shit, and you're still complaining about money, that's on you. 
right? If you are making $30,000 a year and you have a and and you go home and watch the game and and play with your kids or whatever you do and you enjoy that, you're happy with that, then that's great. There's um it's difficult kind of to describe, right? Uh, happiness is on you. Right? So if uh, and he says he says it, and I know I I say it too because I know I know millionaires that are really really unhappy, and I know guys that make fifty thousand dollars a year that are the happiest dudes in the world, right? Your work life balance is something that you need to figure out. But anyway, that's that's kind of his mantra, kind of his um, his forte, what he goes into most of the time. Um, he did say something remarkable. Oh, I, what I think is remarkable. He was on he was on a call, and he um, what he said. I guess the person was asking him about um, children and and all this other stuff. And he said, listen, he goes, not everybody is special. Not everybody deserves eighth, eighth place ribbons. And, uh, you know, I, and I, I used to say that a while back too. And he was also saying that you can, you can't be anything you want. You cannot be anything you want to be sure. You can try, but let's be honest. He goes, um, Beyonce is extremely remarkable in many aspects, many aspects of her life. And in some aspects, she's extremely unremarkable. Um, she has the talent to push her career because that's the career she got into. But Beyonce Knowles is never going to be the greatest basketball player ever, right? Or make it to the NBA even, or WNBA even, because she doesn't have those skills, right? Even if she practiced her whole life, she would never make it because that's not her skill, right? So I kind of wanted to go into what what you guys believe is... Uh, what you think your skills are, what you guys want to achieve, and how we're raising our kids to believe that they can do anything they want to do when instead of nurturing their talents um, and their ambitions. Like, I understand. I get it. Listen, my kid is great. My kid is fantastic. He's never going to make it to the NBA. Loves basketball. Never, never going to make it to the NBA. Loves football. Never going to make it to the NFL. Loves hockey. Never going to make it to the NHL. Right? Uh, the only thing I can't say, he might make it to the MLB. That's the only thing I could say he might, might make it. But that that is what, a 1 in 10 million chance? Especially coming from Calgary, Alberta. So, you know, I nurture my son in ways that are uh, fulfilling to both of us. Right now he's a kid. Let, I'm not going to let him be a kid. I'm not going to say don't do anything. For, don't get me wrong. Right? I'm not going to say, no, don't do that. You'll never make anything. That's not, that's not the goal here. The goal is to nurture what they like to do while taking the things that they have talent at and trying to influence them to work towards that, right? Now, I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying uh, kill your kid's dreams, right? If you're, and, and I'm talking about mostly physical attributes, right? Like if, if your kid wants to be a writer, but they suck at writing, they can, they can work hard, work hard and be a writer, be an author, right? They want to be a YouTuber, great. But they have to learn how to talk in, in, in front of a camera, on a microphone, have to be presentable, have to be, um, have to have some kind of uh, charisma uh, and some relatability. Like you, they have to have these characteristics within them or be able to, do, to develop them. They can't just automatically go, go there to YouTube and poof, you're a star, right? Um, that just doesn't happen. It, it doesn't happen because... Uh, of everything I just said, you have to have the characteristics of it, right? And I think there's too many parents that are for, that are pushing their kids to do what they want to do, um, or to do what they love to do, instead of, um, I think pushing the the word the bad word for it is a bad word for it, a bad way to say it, um, influencing them to do what they love to do, 
um, when in actuality their physical abilities or mental abilities are not capable of reaching that goal. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. But like I said, my kid is seven and, and he loves he loves doing a bunch of things and I'll never tell him to stop doing it. But um, it's it's like if I had a daughter and she told me she wants to be a stripper, right? I'm going to try my best to tell her not to be a stripper because her attributes are better than that, right? And yes, we want the best for our kids. And to be fair, I don't care what my kid does for a living to make money. As long as he's happy, I'm happy. Um, and, I, and I really hope that that sentiment um, is shared from a lot of parents that listen to this because I can't, I can't think of anything worse than seeing my son in a state of uh, rat race, of hating his job, hating his life because of that job, not being able to do the things he wants to do uh, because he's down on himself. That's, that's something to me that would probably be crushing uh, because it's our jobs as parents to ensure uh, a happy, healthy, nurtured child, right? But also a disciplined child that can fit within society. Um, it's and it's difficult. It's very, very difficult to uh, to verbalize or vocalize. Um, but that's why I think that not everybody's special, and, and I'm including myself in this. Right? I have special talents, right? But again, I'm never going to play in the NBA. I'm never going to play in the NHL. I know that I have an ability to use my words in a way that may or may not help people. I know I have the ability to stand on a stage in front of thousands of people and not be scared to speak. I know that I'm able to be on video um, and have and, and not be frightened to do it or not be intimidated by it. Um, and I know these I know these things because I've practiced them. I've 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 done these things. Um, and I don't know where I would be without this podcast, to be honest with you. Right. Um, and the funny thing is, none of this was nurtured in me. This was actually um, when I first started on microphones. It was uh, it was because I was emceeing for a local DJ here, Vex Kobo, still one of my best friends. Um, and I had to, you know, I had to talk on a microphone and buy women drinks. because I was the MC. That was that was the role. Right. And yeah, the first time, fuck, I was nervous as shit. But you get used to it. Right. Um, I think. I think being able to encourage your kids to do what they love to do as long as they are talented enough to do it is the way to go. I don't think that encouraging your kid to do something that they are not they have no talent at um, but they love to do is not the way to go. I don't think that's, that's how you should work it. There has to be a balance somewhere, right? Because uh, to be honest with you, if I didn't find podcasting, um, I... Uh, I'd still be in a state of depression. A million percent. I think I'd be full-blown clinical depression and I would be uh, I'd be down on myself right now. And you guys would not be listening to me because I'd be a fucking sorry, sad sack of shit that nobody would want to listen to. <laughs> listen, I didn't want to get too fucking crazy on the uh, in the inspirational or bullshit. I just I I really just wanted to put this this one out here. Um and to be honest, this this episode was supposed to be something completely different. Um I had recorded another episode. And that's why you guys didn't get one. 
uh, Monday because I'm recording Tuesday now. I'm going to release this one today, and you're still going to get one for tomorrow. Um, some things on social media that I wanted to address. I'm, I'm still not sure if I'm going to re- uh, release that one. Uh, to be honest, I I just don't give a fuck about it anymore. I think that's what it is. Um, but listen, I guess that's it for this one, man. It's already been what? Oh, shit, only 20, 24 minutes, something like that, so... A little longer, not too much longer, but I just want to touch on those topics, guys. Let me know what you think, and again, let me know if you want to take the survey. I want to know, um, I want to know more about my listeners, more about you guys, more about how you guys think and what you guys like. Um, so again, this one kind of went off the rails a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. This isn't. This wasn't more of a rant like I usually do. This is more of an inspiration. I, like I said, I didn't want to take it there, but I had to address the mental health thing. Um, and I had to address the kid thing, man, because I think there's a lot of people that are going about it the wrong way. Um, but that's it, man. That's the podcast. Let me know. Hit me up. Oh, don't forget. Send me a voice message um, in the show notes. You can go into the show notes on whatever device you're using. Go click onto the app and then scroll across whatever it is. You'll see the show notes. The bottom of that, there is a link to leave me a voice message that I want to play on the show. The exact same one. Um, you heard a voice message being this one. Thank you to Richie Rich for the shout out on the uh on the voice message, uh, he was that was he was the first one that got it in. He's the first one on the show. I'm gonna play one a show, one per show, uh, until they run out. So uh, I want to thank everybody that's already sent them in. People that are going to send them in. Um, make sure and follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. All the links are down below. Make sure and hit up Spotify to follow King Con and listen to Wake Up and Get Your Cake Up. Uh, so shout out to all you guys. I do have some shout outs here just to end the show off. Um, again, shout out Richie Rich for the voice message. Uh, shout out Rayel Williams, Jason Pantley, Andrew Cox, Nick Lewis, Jay Duan, John Stewart, Jonathan Daniels. All you guys are great. You're making this show exactly um, when I ask you guys questions about things, you guys respond to me right away. What's good, what's not. So I thank you for that. And a huge, huge, huge shout out to, uh, to my man, Mr. Mike Check himself, the mad scientist, Mike Garces. I love you, man. Uh, thank you for all your help yesterday. And I, I can't wait to see you tonight. And, uh, that's it guys. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.